What's up, Jesus people? It's Ursula. Hey, 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 and AJ. Welcome to the One Lost Sheep podcast and season two, where we present more defense for faith arguments that are going to make your head explode. We made it. We made it to season two. <laughs> Was there a doubt, AJ? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've thought about quitting a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you're right. Actually, now, now that I think about it, it's kind of amazing that we're at season two. I know. I know. It's been good. Can I tell you something cool? My friend just said to me on the way here. Yeah. So I don't know if this is biblical, but I just liked it. I like to hear it. So I like to share. But she said... Um, that she she said that our souls in, are eternal and we don't ever die. And I was like, I love that. Like we die, but we don't ever actually die. Yeah, that is true. You know, it's like if you think about it, like that's what God is saying. We have eternal life in him, but it's like you don't really think about it that way. I know. Is- because we are so attached to our body. Like we think our body is the end all be all. Yeah. You know, but, I, you know, the apostle Paul writes that the body is actually a chain for the soul. That once we die, we'll realize how chained and stuck we were here. I'd be like, what, the, what was this? What you was this? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think we've talked about death a lot, but we think of death always as this horrible thing. But really, we aren't meant for here. So it's like beautiful. Right. Yes. I know. I know. At one point in season one, we mentioned, you know, that the irony is that we're all afraid of death. But when you are a Christ follower, that is actually going to be the best moment of your life. Yeah. We just started this out real dark. I was going to say, like, well, you came here with death? Really, AJ? Well, we were having a whole conversation of other things, but it led to that. And I just like that. I don't know. I feel like it was light. It sounded better in my head. Like, we don't die. Guess what? Don't we don't die. Oh, I was just listening to that song this morning with my daughter in the car, the we're gonna live yeah. forever. And she was like singing along and I was like, yeah, girl, you and me. Is this after I taught her how to put her coat on? Yes. <laughs> so my daughter puts on her coat this morning and she's so, she's three years old. She's so proud of herself. She's showing me how AJ taught her to hold her sleeves before she pushes them through the jacket. She was so <laughs> proud of herself. It was the cutest thing ever. I think it's cute. She remembered it. Yeah. Oh, it made my <clears throat> heart hurt in um, a good way. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you about how was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. This holiday was long. It felt really long between like Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, right? Oh, the season? Yeah. It did feel longer for some reason. I also felt like it was because the, the break was stacked weird, like where we had at the beginning of break was Christmas, and then we had like a whole two weeks off still. Yeah. How was yours? Um, honestly, it was like, it was not that great. You know, I, I think I was... <laughs> Talk about me being dark. All right, Earth. I'm just going to be honest. I I thought it was like a bad Christmas because I just get so grouchy this time of year and I can't help it, you know, because and, and I and I kept trying to figure out why, like, why can't I snap out of this? Why can't I snap? But it was like one day it was just like kind of understood. It was like it's really hard to live in the world and by the word. You know, and especially at a time like Christmas, we are a Christmas obsessed society. For sure. Right. Like we love the lights and the glam and like the cozy feelings and all that's like beautiful. And it's amazing to be shared with family. But it's also, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would be nice to have more Jesus in the the Christmas season. You know what? You're right. You said to me one time, and this helped me. You said to me, not about Christmas, but in general, 
you said God wants us to enjoy this, the, you know, wants us to enjoy our life and our time here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think of that when you say that, because I do get the same way, just like how it's become so about like gifts and money and the big to do. And we kind of get lost in that. And it, honestly, it's, it's just me. Like I, somehow I have to figure out how to do both. Right. Cause that's, yeah. that's my challenge is how to figure out how to honor God and then still, you know, participate and, and do all the fun things, but do both. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know. But. We're glad it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do love Christmas. I do love Christmas. But I always think about, you know, are we going to celebrate Christmas in heaven? And, you know, I, I actually think we will. I think there will be celebrations in heaven. But think about it. Christmas is the birth of our king. And Jesus will be king in the new world. And so, you know, I think there will be an annual celebration or some type of, I don't, I don't know how time is going to look, right? It will exist. It won't exist, you know, or there'll be an infinity of time. I don't know. But, you know, will we still honor our and celebrate our King? Absolutely. Yeah. I know, I know some Christians, well, I don't know them personally, but I've seen it really on social media that don't, they don't celebrate Christmas. And I've, uh, I've never heard that side of it. I don't know anything about it. I just find that interesting. I'd like to hear that take on it. Well, I know that at least a little part of it is, uh, or at least some people don't, because December 25th is is not really when they believe Jesus to be born, you know? So in a way, I think it's more symbolic than anything. I think I read like April or May once and I was like, it's probably April. That's my birthday month. That's my birthday month too. (laughs) It's definitely April. definitely (laughs) April. (laughs) We just decided that's his birthday. No, it's uh, maybe because it's not like in the Bible to celebrate. It doesn't say like celebrate December 25th as Jesus's birthday, you know? Yeah. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Feel free to let us know if anyone has any understanding. (laughs) Just a side note. Um, So now that we're in the second season, can I ask you what your favorite thing was about the first season or just doing the podcast in general? Oh my gosh. Um, I know I put you on the spot. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, I I didn't know, like, I think I was happily surprised at the passion I feel for like defense for faith arguments, you know, like all the research we dug up, like I know that that stuff makes me giddy to my core. I mean, I love love it. it. (laughs) I thought I wouldn't be able to keep that same excitement or or like through the podcast, because I was like, you know, you're talking about it. You're in a different setting. It's, it's an uncomfortable setting to get used to. Yeah. You know, I I think I was just happy that I was able to like keep my cool and say what I wanted to say and and not fall under the pressure, I think of the lights. Yeah. That is hard. It's hard to be put on the spot and know that we're recording. Once we hit the, we are completely fine until we hit a record button. I know. And then, then, (laughs) but, and then after an episode, it's so funny because no matter how much we prepare or study after an episode that we're both like, oh, we should have talked about this. We should have said this. We'll make it another episode. (laughs) I know. There's so much. It's like, there's almost too much. Yeah. Because yes. Yeah, I guess you're right. That is like the one thing that I look back on. I'm like, oh, there was a lot of stuff I still wanted to miss. But, you know, here's the thing. We're going into season two. We know that the episodes that we, you know, had like the facts, the archaeological facts, historical facts, you know, I see it in the the stats. Like these are the ones people listen to the most, you know, so that's kind of what we're centering season two on is just the facts. Yeah. What was your least favorite thing about doing all of this? You know, editing takes a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What was your favorite and worst? Least favorite is anything to do with social media, for sure. Yeah. I 
neither one of us had social media going into this. I mean, I had like a fake Facebook to go on marketplace (laughs) to buy things, but we didn't have social media going into this, but we're in a culture where that's kind of how you do things. And we want to reach the most people for God. And I just am so uncomfortable with social media because I don't love it. So I, it's telling myself I'm not doing this for me, you know, just reminding myself of that because I really hate that aspect of it. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I think you and I sat there and we were like, what are we doing? Yeah. Me, we, I remember sitting at lunch one day trying to open up a Facebook account and we were both like, <laughs> how, do, how do we do this? How do we do this? Oh, me trying to figure out how to post on Twitter was just gold. How, how long did that take you? It again? took me a long time. And Al looked at the screen for 10, not even 10 seconds. I was like, I think it's that. And I, I swear I've been, I was staring at it forever. But my favorite thing is watching watching people maybe not come to Christ, but like come back or or at least get like that we're question getting, in their yes. head. Yes. Yeah. And seeing how many people we're reaching. Like even if they're giving us, you know, critiquing us, I'm like, yes, they listened or, you know, opened their eyes. I had a friend tell me that she didn't, you know, some of the stuff we talk about, she did not know. And that was like really good to hear. It's really good to hear because we want to teach people something. Yeah. Even if we know nothing, you know? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the best part. Reaching people for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that's yeah. all she wrote. So yeah. You know what I just uh, heard? I just heard this popular author named Joyce Carol Oates just said that the Bible is an anthology of fictions. Oh, she said, she said, it's not the Bible for much of the world's population. Those who claim it as their own select those verses that appeal to them while ignoring other verses. Obviously, she hasn't listened to our episode on the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Send it to her. Who is she? Just a random author? Yeah. Not. Yes. Atheist. Obviously. Um, <laughs> well, she is. Yeah, she, she, I think she's a very famous author. I, I went on and saw, you know, had I read any of her books. I hadn't read any of her books, but I've heard of some of them. Um, like we were the Mulvaney's you might have heard of. I think because it also no. became a movie. I think it became a movie. I have no idea. I've never heard of her. Yeah, no. So she's saying, you know, but here, you know, it's weird. Like here's so, so she says like the Bible is an anthology of fictions. Like I can tell just from her statement, she's never actually researched whether it's fiction or not. And I'll tell you why our entire season one was, was literally like peppered with authors, professionals in their field, all atheists who, you know, were challenged to, to prove the validity of the Bible. You know, Hugh Ross that we mentioned in season one, he was an astrophysicist you know, Josh McDowell was literally in the middle of writing a paper for college about how Christianity was not real. And in his research, you know, boom, converted. James Warner Wallace, a cold case homicide detective for over 40 years, also an atheist, put his skills to the test and became, you know, a a follower of Christ. Lee Strobel, a famous journalist, you know, all of these people were atheists, were challenged to to, to prove that you know, their side to prove that the Bible is not real. And in their research, all became followers. Yeah. But going back to like what, you know, Joyce Carol Oates was saying when she's like, you know, those who claim it as their own select those verses that appeal to them while ignoring other verses that resonated with me because I thought like, 
in my mind, I was like, I get how that feels. Because, you know, in my 20s, I started going to a church called Willow Creek. Well, the pastor there at some point when I was attending, you know, kind of fell from grace. Some stuff came up about his past. uh, And I just remember feeling so like shocked and also sick to my stomach and lost for a little while. Like, well, what now? What now? Because I kind of put my faith in this church and in this pastor. And and then it just dawned on me. I was like, we are putting way too much faith in people. My faith is in Jesus now. So now if something happens, I'm not going to fall backwards and say, like, that knocked me off my feet. Now I understand. You know, Jesus said, for man, it is impossible. Yeah. You know what I read the other day on Instagram that made my head like just explode? This is crazy. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) We're all over the place today. We had nothing nothing set for today. We had no expectation. We didn't research anything. This is just a fun first episode. You know what? We we talked about this like in season one. We're like, we just need to go rogue one day and just talk about our feelings for Jesus. And so I was like, yeah, let's let's open up season two (laughs) because all we really have to talk about today is the upcoming season. And I'm so excited about it. But okay, let me tell you what I read on Instagram. Let me find it. While you're doing that, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Say it. I think it's so weird. What's weird? That the word awesome is in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just talk about that for one second? The word awesome is in the Bible multiple times. And every time I... Every time I read it, I just think, why is this word in here? Why were they using it when this was written? I don't, I don't like that word. I feel, yeah. It, <laughs> I don't. It, it does seem like a word that was invented like now. Yeah. That, like awesome sauce. I can't get over it. Every time I read it, I feel some type of way. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Is awesome sauce in the Bible? Oh, <laughs> I'd close the book. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just, it's just weird. Isn't that weird? Speaking of words, that's what's weird is that my thing has to do with a word. Isn't that weird? So, okay, this is what I read. This is crazy. I think this is, it starts now. I think one of the most hope-giving words in the Bible is the word suddenly. It reminds me that God can change everything and anything in a moment. Yeah. I don't think we grasp it either. No, we don't. Because I think a lot of us don't experience like a suddenly change. Yeah. You know, I I did actually. I experienced a suddenly gift from God. Um, After I got married, I had, you know, I was blessed with three children, but I had really bad postpartum depression. And it started with my first and it never really went away. And it just was there all the time. And it was a struggle, you know, for me, it was a struggle for, you know, my husband and for the kids, you know, it wasn't like constantly there, but it was just something that would keep coming back, you know? And, um, I saw doctors, I saw, and I tried everything. And I just remember for eight years kind of feeling like I was struggling, you know, and didn't know what to do. But then one night, you know, my husband and I had a talk and he was like, I'm feeling kind of lost. I don't know what to do. And I just remember that night, you know, getting on my knees and I was like, Jesus, you have to help me. You have to help me because I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like every door was closed and I woke up and that was about four years ago and that it was gone overnight. It was literally gone overnight. And I, I think if anyone has or has experienced depression or something like that, always it's always in the background and and you know it's always there because it's like a part of you it's hard to explain but it's a part of your brain or or your mind or waiting for it or something you're always aware of it it's always there okay and so when it goes away you know that it's gone because that 
part is gone. I don't know how else to explain it, It, but it's just like my mind was fixed. And it was overnight and it was the next day. And I was like, oh my goodness. I just didn't change. Instant, instant. You know, so that when I read that, that suddenly I was like, that happened to me. And it's so true. I was trying to think of anything happening to me, but no, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. And the other thing I read on Instagram, Judas heard all of Christ's sermons. That's kind of crazy because that makes me feel like at any point, you know, he w- if I'm reading the Bible every day, I mean, certainly that's like him reading the Bible every day, you know, or equivalent to, because that's all I have now. I'm, I just feel like, and he still walked away. Yeah. But you know, it speaks also more to like his heart being hardened. Yeah. Like he, obviously he would not allow, you know, Jesus in like he would. Yeah. Yes. Like we didn't talk about Judas enough. I'll tell you that. I wanted to do a whole episode. on him. It, Judas intrigues me. Honestly, he really does. I hate to say it that way, but how can you see and go through this life with him? I love to think that if Jesus were here now and came back, I would be, you know, first in line to follow him, but who's to say it would be, <laughs> I hope for the best, but you know, how, how could you step away from that? How could you I don't know how you could hear Jesus's teachings in real time and see the miracles that he performed. I mean, he yeah. brought people back from the dead. He cured people with leprosy. He cured people who were blind. There's this one Bible story. It's this man with a child who has an unclean spirit. And basically this child is mute. Like this spirit is preventing him from speaking. And he's like, he, and the father explains that the spirit basically convulses his body and like jerks him around and he starts foaming at the mouth you know as well and so this child is fallen in front of Jesus and foaming at the mouth and this man is like if you can do anything have compassion on us and Jesus says if I can all things are possible for the one who believes and the man responds with I believe help me to overcome my unbelief I love that oh my goodness when I read that I I, I like put the bible down and I was like that's me right now That might become my new favorite verse. (laughs) People sometimes like they ask me, they're like, oh, well, your faith is so good. You have a podcast. And it's like, no, not at all. Satan is coming hard at us. For sure. I mean, there's always so much doubt, especially like I'm researching for um, a future episode we have is an end times prophecy episode. And I'm reading some of these things and I'm like, how is this possible? This sounds completely insane in a really scary, crazy way, you know? And I'm reading this and I'm like, this is going to, like, I can't not wrap my head around this. If I talk about this, people are going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. But it's true. And it's in the Bible and it's a prophecy of God's. And so therefore I'm like, God, I believe, I believe you, but help me (laughs) to overcome this unbelief that I have. (laughs) Story of my life. Have you read any Bible stories, by the way, that have just like lately? I got nothing. Nothing that's standing out. <laughs> nothing at all. Thanks, AJ. I know. I'm just Super trying to get helpful. through. Let me tell you, I'm just trying to get through some of it. <laughs> I know my sister's reading the Bible and she's like, I'm really enjoying the Old Testament. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Actually, I do like some of the Old Testament. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's what I needed to hear. I needed yeah. it to be cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I... I do like it, but some of it, I'm like, all right, I get it. Name after name after name after well, name after yes, <laughs> the, uh, the anthology or the generations yes. feel a little long. Or the customs. The customs feel a little long sometimes. A lot of it is long. And I'm like, I have to read every word. <laughs> I know. There's That's the one thing I won't let myself skim. And normally I'm a skimmer. 
I am skimming so hard. Uh, so I have a study Bible and I'm just not reading any of the little side notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't do it because you know what? First of all, it's, it's too like, much. It's it takes also, me hours. It's also size one font. And I'm like, first of all, I, <laughs> you're talking about mine or yours? All of the Bible. Oh, gotcha. Well, the descriptions are even smaller than like the yeah. print of yeah. the Bible. So you really have to get in there. There's just no way. There's just no way. Listen to us complaining. Maybe we should complain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's your year's resolution. Stop, <laughs> stop complaining. Can I, can I make, can I make a resolution for you to be on time from now on? It's, it's not, that's not real. Every single person. not real? Everybody can do it. AJ. Every person listening to this that knows me is laughing because they're like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> My family has to lie to me to get to me, to get me to places on time. Wow. They tell me a fake time. I told you to do that. I was like, just start giving me the wrong time. I know. I, I did start doing that. What time were we supposed to be here today? <laughs> Not today, but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> today you were on time. That I would like you. I read something. Surprise. I read something that said um, people that are late live longer. So maybe your resolution. <laughs> what? How is that possible? What? <laughs> No, uh -uh. it's fake. It's not real. That's not real. <laughs> it works in my favor. So I think that you should start being late. Uh, I, I think it actually does make sense though, because it's like people who are late just don't have the cares. They don't care about other people's schedules and, and yeah. things. And so they just have less anxiety. I text who I think I text my friend, Emily, I think. And I said, <laughs> do you think I'm better at being on time or something like that? And she, I thought for sure she'd be like, yeah, you've been a lot better. She's no. <laughs> I was like, uh, were you searching for okay. a compliment? I was searching that I'm better than what I thought I was. <laughs> I was, I wanted to know if I had grown. <laughs> I haven't. No. <laughs> Moving on. Wait, what? Um, we should get into some of the stuff we're going to be doing this. Yes. Let's I'm, talk about that. Yep. Alrighty. So some are, so some of the episodes we're going to be having some of the episodes we're going to feature in season two, we're going to talk, we're going to do a two part on prophecies. And so one of the, pro so the first one will be dealing with past prophecies, but specifically the prophecies that predicted Jesus as the coming Messiah. Ooh. And that one's going to be followed up by future prophecies that have not yet happened, specifically relating to end times. That one's going to have to have a warning on it. It's kind of scary. Researching is giving me nightmares for sure. Okay, we have a creation. My brother's been having some dreams about end times, I think, too. <laughs> Speaking what? of nightmares. We need to have yeah. him as a guest. <laughs> what are your dreams? What are your dreams? I don't you? know. He said he mentioned something about it to me. I don't really remember. Wow, interesting. I'm like excited. about Dreaming about end times? If we all are going to go together and everybody's going to come to Christ, oh, I could not think of a better way. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just specifically talking about the seven-year tribulation. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like the okay. prophecies that concern the gotcha. seven-year. Okay. So uh, we're going to do an episode on creation versus evolution. I think that's going to be a two-part. Okay. We're going to do the resurrection hoax or history. We're going to dig deep. Okay. Into that one. We're going to do angels and demons. That one I'm excited for. I am so excited about the angels episode. There is crazy information about angels out there that I had no clue. I mean, this is like crazy, crazy. And then contradictions in the Old Testament. I'm excited for angels versus demons and the prophecies because I don't know. 
I would like to learn which prophecies have been fulfilled because we've talked about it a lot, but I don't actually know which ones. Oh, from Jesus. I I mean, I don't know all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's really hard, I think, to look at the prophecies from the Old Testament and, and to argue like for this alone proves that the Bible is real. And I'll tell you why. The Old Testament was written over 400 years before Jesus was born. Okay. And yet things written over 400 things written in the Old Testament directly applied to and described his life, his birth, his ministry, his death. You know, like we already talked about the astronomical odds of just eight prophecies being fulfilled in one person. Okay. But these are over 400, which cements him as the Messiah of the world. Everyone should know this stuff. I'm just going to be silent that episode and let you teach me all the prophecies that have been fulfilled. Girl, I have a homework assignment list for you when we leave here today. So don't, don't think you're going to be silent. And this will be my last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. Uh, The homework, the homework, the homework. In in our Lord, Luna and Liar episode, you know, the testimony that we featured at the end, my friend Scott, you know, he mentioned how, you know, learning these defense arguments for faith, it just radically changes your world. And I remember he said something that stuck out to me and he's like, this was not my parents' religion. This is not the religion I had growing up. This is vastly different. Like when you learn the facts and when you learn that this is real historically, this just completely changes how you view Christianity. Not just what mom and dad taught you to believe. It's ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. All right. Well, guys, we are Uh, so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. How dare you cut me off? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say this season, I'm looking forward to a lot more engagement from audience. So friends, families, listeners, anyone out there, please, we love getting the feedback on our Instagram or emails or whatever it may be. Absolutely. Makes us so happy. So please follow us at Toes Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and the One Lost Sheep uh, podcast on Facebook. So we will see you in two weeks with an episode about fulfilled prophecies. And as always, may God bless you and the spirit fill you.